how partial are you to mutants, dear? Well, I'm a white person in America, so let's take over their land? I said, okay, this is going to sound very weird for <laughs> anyone who hasn't listened or watched the context of the episode. It's going to just seem like you're an incredibly racist person now. Then do you want to um, start over? Uh, no, we're ending here. That's the end of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Dear's no longer invited. Mm-hmm. Um, next, it'll just be me and Puppet Barry. Mm, um, I see. <laughs> so, The Mutants. A story about... Stealing Apartheid in planet. South Africa. Colonialism. Racism. Um, this story has so much in it, and there is so much cut from it. So what happens in the mutants, dear? Well, we see an old man. He's running through a forest. He's got things on his back. There's a police officer-looking dude in a gas mask that's chasing him, screaming, yelling uh, the word mutt, which doesn't We'll feel get good. to that. I know. I just... It's, it's fine. Trust me, it's fine. It doesn't feel fine. It... Listen, There's you're not a saying between... a racial slur. I'm I'm telling you right now, you're not saying a secret racial slur. Well, no, I know I'm not, but also people use the word mutt extremely derogatory. To people of yes. two races? It's just... That's all it, I'm saying. It, 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 we'll get to it when I explain it. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway... So, uh, the old man is dead now, and the chief calls him, and he's uh, calls and says it's dead. And then, meanwhile, the doctor's making something, and Joe is hungry, mood. And then something appears to the doctor, and it's assignment for him. He has to deliver this egg box thing. Joe is not allowed to come for some reason, but she just jumps into the TARDIS and goes anyway. So, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, and then, apparently, they're going to be expected, and the place, the place is called Skybase 1. And we see a man in leather talk, uh, walk out to greet other men in leather, meeting overlords, masters for a conference, and he came to demand that people stop being murdered. And other leather dudes are fighters, and they like killing people a lot, so there's two groups of people here. They almost have a knife fight, but then the police show up and stop it, ACAP sending them to decontamination. But then they find out that one of the fighters is mutated, and that's a whole thing. And he, like, knocks mm-hmm. out a guard. And apparently they're in the 30th century now. Woo! What, what, is, what else is in the 30th century, dear? The doctor? <laughs> sure. I, what? I meant sort of, you know, the whole Earth Empire thing. Oh, yeah, apparently there's, it's like a whole Earth Empire thing. Um, anyway, uh, the doctor is trapped and they need to figure out how to get out. They do. Joe grabs the box, head out, and the speakers say that the door might have malfunctioned. Guards, please go check it. Wah! And they don't. And then Marshall is talking to a murder leather guy and mentions that they will fight to death for him. And something about a man being seen or something. And Marshall says the word word fool, which is a lot. And then the doctor is wandering around still and breaks up a door. Uh, something attacks him, and then uh, there's another announcement about the malfunction, and police had to check. The police jump in, shoot the attacker, and find the doctor and Joe. The attacker 
killed was also a mutant native, apparently, and the marshal is updated with everything, and he updates his higher-up, too. So, that's good. And then, from there, they're apparently going to be giving them independence, and the marshal is upset he can't kill them more. Apparently, he fucked with the atmosphere as well. Uh, that probably mutated the people, right? Joe and the doctor are looking out a window. The earth is all gray and misty and weird. And then the doctor tries to lie about where he is from, mentions the box needs to be opened, says he can't open it, even though they shoot at it, it doesn't open. The delegates are ready, though, so higher up heads out, and Marshall's like, fuck this, I'm leaving, also leaves. Varen, uh, murder leather, gives his son something, and it looks like a potato. And then the doctor and Joe watch on a crystal ball as everything's happening. Joe asks the guard about how he is, and the doctor just fucking knocks him out while he's talking. The higher-up speech is about a treaty and cooperation to make a new society, and the leader dude is like, yeah, destroy everything, <laughs> jerk. And then Fucking the doctor and Joe walk around and find a sign that's like, oh, weird, this sign means that the races are segregated. <sighs> the non-warring yes. leather leader is like, I want freedom, while the warring dude is aiming his gun. It's a gun, apparently, it's not a potato, and shoots the higher-up. And then non-warring leader uh, tries to run off to the teleporter and also takes Joe captive. And they're shot at. And they and they run away. That's the episode. Oh no. Oh no. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dead. Why does everyone die, dear? Uh, because it's Doctor Who. True. So, this story was originally sort of... This story had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was like a love child sort of story but between, um, you know, Barry Letts and uh, um, Bob Baker and Dave Martin all coming together to write this sort of thing with Terrence Sticks over them going, we don't have time for this, we can't include this, we can't include this, you got to take it all out. Um... Yeah. Their obvious inspiration was um, <clears throat> Colleen in Space, written by Malcolm Hulk. Uh, where Malcolm Hulk had written that story based on the sort of struggle of uh, uh, early settlers and colonialists with uh, sort of native uh, peoples of, like, say, you know, the Native Americans against European settlers... Here, this story is kind of explicitly based on the story of South Africa and segregationist policy of, you know, Mm. apartheid, Um, which also inspired a previous story that we unfortunately skipped, but also it was in the 60s and wasn't handled as good, in my opinion. Um, uh, This also has elements of uh, sort of American sort of segregation thrown in with, you know, the overt, like, this is where the, the peop, the, uh, the, the people of Solos use this teleporter. The overlords or the humans use this teleporter. Um, mm-hmm. because to Britons at the time, it was kind of unthinkable. Uh, it was kind of unthinkable sort of the whole segregation thing in America, like, looking at it at the time, like, Britons obviously have their own struggle with racism, but it's like, 
it's like what yeah <laughs> you're doing you're doing what now <laughs> what um so it became a very easy shorthand for them to essentially point to you know imagery and iconography that's going on in America around the sort of either recent past or current goings on um in order for them to get across shorthands of racism and you know systemic racism of, of such this episode does a good job of that the systemic racism of it it's it's a story about racism where they don't fall into the white trap of it's just a few bad eggs like yeah as a whole everyone's good it's just a few bad eggs which new seasons of doctor who fall into heavily mm-hmm. stephen moffat is a terrible writer <laughs> Um, what? There are outright ep- dear. There's an outright episode where the companion, who is a person of color, uh, has like a one second warning from the doctor, being like, "Now you need to be careful. This guy, he seems bad." And then the guy just like has a racist rant at her for like a minute, and then it's like, "See, ah, oh, the evil racist people of this time. Like, oh, it's just one bad egg. Everyone else is good. It's awful. Yeah. We'll get to it." Um, but. This story, it does a good job of telling the... Obviously, there are explicitly racist people in here with regards of, you know, the allegory of uh, the, the the people of Solos and um, uh, the human, the humans, uh, in that the Marshal is probably the most explicit one in that. Really? Uh, I couldn't tell. Who, oh, you know, he's a bit of a megalomaniac xenophobe. Um... He kind of wants to, you know, kill everything and take over. But, um, uh, so, y- yeah, we'll, we'll explain a little bit more as we go through, because a lot more comes out, and it becomes easier to explain a few things as Deer explains the episodes, so long as, you know, Deer explains them properly. Um, but, strap yourself in, this is a, there's a lot to do with this episode. <laughs> what happens in the next one, Deer? <clears throat> uh, so Joe doesn't have a mask on, which is really bad because of all the gas. And then she is told, like, uh, stay at the teleport station because you can't live out there. And Joe is like, nah. And then they run through the door. And the marshal says that they're on solos without a mask. So we'll either find her or we'll find her body. One of the two. And then they pretty much go, like, the soil contains a thing which activates in the sun and kills people, turns them into mutants, blah, blah, blah. Very fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Solos is, of course, under martial, mar, 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 martial, mar- martial. martial law uh, now. Martial. And the marshal calls in for a more intensive search. And we see Joe running with a non-war leader. And she's having a real hard time breathing, so he carries her. And then the doctor is given a whole laboratory to work on something. But the lab is for weather control slash atmosphere changing. That's weird. A German man comes in and goes, please, I can't have more people here. My name is Jaeger. Everything's terrible. And then they're trying to run away still. And he has Joe uh, on the floor to hide from the cops that are nearby. So he attacks one of the cops and steals their mask. Marshall comes in to talk to Varen's son. He's like, why am I a prisoner? You told me to do this. And he's like, well, listen, don't worry about it. And then he gets killed. And then also Varen walks me. in and sees that the marshal has killed his son. 
tries to shoot the marshal, then runs away. Marshal also calls in to report war leader. Doctors are making a reverse particle something to open up the box in reverse and bring the stuff on the inside to the outside, which only works for a second, but then it breaks. Then we see that Joe is okay. They're both in a weird cave. There's no daylight here. It's fine. Um, Marshall sort of mentions that the dude chasing he's uh, he's chasing is mutating now, so everyone needs to be super safe. And then the Marshall thinks about how to capture Joe. Joe is learning about the planet from the dude she's sitting with, and he's like, they think we're terrorists, and so on and so forth. And then there's this weird growl noise, and then we just basically cut away from them. And then War Leader is hiding in the seed room. And the doctor is upset about having to kill the war leader. And he's like, no, just let's talk to him. And then they tell a lie to the doctor saying, we found Joe. And Kai left her to die, apparently. And they're going to send rockets to the planet, which will cause an entire fucking genocide because they're changing the air to be breathable to humans. One of the police officers uh, comes up and goes, hey, uh, we actually didn't find Joe. So, hey, maybe go down there, Dr. Year. It, it's, he's fucking up shit. Like, I don't, I hate him. Meanwhile, one of the dudes goes to talk to Varen in the seed room, and he's like, okay, whenever the alarm goes off, you gotta go. So he's like, all right, cool. And so they, like, basically start experimenting with the reversing thing, which explodes on the German guy, making the doctor run. Warlord also runs. Gets to the teleporter, but tries to kill the doctor in the teleporter. That's the episode, though. Yep. I'm I'm kind of impressed because you almost got the name of the device right. It's the, the it was a particle reversal beam. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm impressed you managed to remember though, because it it seems like something that you would just completely gloss over. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll we'll elaborate a little bit more on the story. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Barry Letts initially developed the idea of the sort of life cycle of the Salonian people in 1966, but then script editor Jerry Davis rejected it as being way too complex, um, which tells you everything you need to know about how the previous script editor, Jerry Davis, kind of treated Doctor Who and Doctor Who scripts in general. Um, <clears throat> he didn't have the same sort of ethos that um, Terrence Dix and Barry Letts have, where it, they very much care about uh, stories having messages and complex themes in them. Um, before in the 60s, it was like, what the fuck, this is for kiddos, they don't care about that shit. Um, so, after the first episode was written, Terence Dix, uh, wrote to the authors about concerns. Um, once again, the writers were, like, churning out concepts thick and fast, and the storyline became lost in the welter of other ideas. Entire subplots about cloning and asylum seekers from Earth, uh... And comments on, like, make-your-own-adventure books, um, uh, Vietnam War Parable, uh, and Kai becoming spherical at one point, um... What? Had to be removed 
and an ending had to be included. Um, okay. Sphere- what does spherical, uh, turning spherical even mean? I want you to know the book in which I am reading this from has, and Kai is spherical, and then in brackets just has an exclamation mark. <laughs> because uh-huh. they have no fucking idea what that means either. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's, they're kind of renowned for writing a lot of, a lot of ideas, but chucking too many into a story, which is kind of a good thing to have, because then you're not sitting through the entire episode going, there is nothing happening. They are just talking and nothing's happening. Like, no, things happen, which is a good problem to have. Um, But also, you kind of glossed over, and I kind of tried to bring it up earlier. This is the 30th century, and it's the Earth Empire. Yes, I'm going to bring Doctor Who timeline into this. Uh, This is the canonical first Earth Empire, um, established in about the uh, late 25th century, I believe. Um, and spans the, uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, uh, main event, of course, being the Second Dalek War, um, which, you know, happens eventually. We'll get to it eventually. It gets mentioned a few times in a few episodes across the decades. Um, and books. There's some books about it. Um, but yeah, the, the sort of idea of a human empire was already kind of brought up by, like, Malcolm Hulk, and because it was brought up by, like, Malcolm Hulk and such, uh, the concept of the first human Earth empire is one of, uh, colonialism and capitalism. Mm. Uh, so you get a lot of humans are exploiting other planets, humans are re- consuming resources, humans are... yeah almost parasitic in nature, um, having no care or, or regard for any other sort of real life out there, which is where you get all these sorts of stories, like this one in Colony in Space. Um, it's different from other sort of, you know, Earth... Well, they're not empires, but sort of like other sort of uh, Earth... Uh, great bountiful empires, which you get in the new season and etc., but... Uh, what era of human history we're in, in sort of a futuristic way, depends largely on what writers want to think about humanity. Like, yeah. if if they want to talk about sort of magical space communism, like a la Star Trek, they'll go to that period of future. So it's mm. like, they don't sort of just have a, well, from, from the 22nd century to the... F- you know, 500th century, there's just one empire. Like, no, they branch it out and there's all that sorts of different shit going on. Um, but anyway, what happens in the next episode, dude? Um, so they fight Walder on the way to Earth, but then the doctor stops him and goes, I'm here to help, asshole. And then Varen thinks Kai is an enemy, so he's never gonna work with them. So they head out the door, but the doctor doesn't have a mask and it's fine. There's also what's known as a firestorm happening or something. And Joe is just like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, the marshal did this to change our air. It's like really bad. We never had these before. But then something walks up and it's a mutated person and it looks like a bug. And it's harmless, though. So they chased it away with fire. And he's like, well, normally they're harmless. He didn't want to go away. That's weird. 
and then uh it more of them show up joe hides behind a rock we see that marshall is upset with the german about losing the doctor and marshall wants to send rockets to go ahead and change the air and just get that shit done the doctor and baron wander into the same cave that joe was look around then go deeper while the leader is fighting off bug boys uh doctor joins in joe runs off somewhere runs straight into a room full of flashing lights and weird noises and faints and there's a human shape in here and it has a hazmat suit and that's strange the doctor is talking with both leaders now and everyone is still very very aggressive and then the doctor finally gives them the packages and it opens up and it's tablets and that's weird these aren't weapons How, how are these gonna help us and then the doctor wasn't want to leave without Joe, and the the warlord just wants to fight. When they look, Joe isn't there when where they left her. Time to search for her. And then the German mentions that it's getting too hot on the planet for even them to use. The marshal's like, I don't fucking care. And then Varen fucking books it out of the cave, and the police are outside trying to shoot him, and the doctor can't see and find Joe. And there's mutated people in here that only attack them in this area right here. And then the leader's like, yeah, I know. This place feels weird and warm and safe here. And I don't know why. And then the marshal down on Earth has some bombs in his hands to blow everyone out of the cave. And he's just sort of agreeing with everything that people say. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll give you 15 minutes. Just uh, don't. I'm not going to blow it up at all. And then Varen heads back to his camp. And he sees that this old guy is there. And he rings a gong. And nobody's coming to the gong because everybody's dead maybe the doctor goes into the cave and hears some noises finds joe the marshal is listening in on the radio to hear that they found the doctor and throws his grenades and then the old man tells Varen to, that those things are going to the mines and he realizes that he's mutating now and joe starts to explain all the things she saw and the noise in her head and the silver man and that's weird but then the guard from earlier that helped the doctor find the <sighs> finds the doctor and they say they're gonna gas the place and they're like fuck we need to run and then they gas the place and they run and then that's the episode (laughs) what was that what okay i'm just reading my notes yeah what the fuck did past dear write i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) Fucking hell. Uh, so, uh, okay, we'll talk about the whole mutt thing. Yeah. Um, there's a kind of a reason. It sounds a bit weird to say. Um. <sighs> what? So, it initially was M-U-N-T, a sort of portmanteau mm. of mutant natives. Um. The thing also is that they kind of intentionally were doing it in order to invoke, you know, you know how I said this was a story about South African apartheid? Yeah. Using M-U-N-T is a little bit on the nose because it was kind of a derogatory term used then for a a black person in South Africa. Of course it was. Of course it fucking was. At which point, Terence Dix sort of saw the script, looked at them, and went, "You're kidding, right? We can't have this." <laughs> like, like I understand what you guys are going for, um, but 
uh, he and the head of serials at the time, Ronnie Marsh, essentially were like, it's, we can't, you, you can't, you just can't do that. Like, I know what you're going for, but like, hey, even in the 70s, we understand that, like, sensibilities to a degree. <laughs> like, I say to a degree because there's a lot of other things, but um, to a degree. Um, which is why it kind of feels weird, because it is meant to be used as a derogatory term in the episode, but it's also meant to be sort of pointed out about, like, hey, this is kind of wrong. Um, but moving from that to something good, uh, something you actually fucking noticed, and I wasn't expecting you to, is that the opening of this story, of the very first episode, has an uncanny resemblance to that of um, Monty Python's Flying Circus, <laughs> which was running at the time, uh, featuring, you know, Michael Palin as the old man going out, it's... It's... Um, and, and it was something that even, like, John Pertwee noticed as they were filming it. Like, it was just a pure coincidence. It wasn't intentional or anything. It's just, you know, it just happened. Um, which, you know, I'm honestly surprised that, like, as it, like, it wasn't like it happened and then Deer realized. It was like, as it was happening, Deer started referencing it. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, well, uh, so I Deer. watched a ton of Monty Python as a kid. It was like the main thing I put on Good. for hours and hours at a time, even, like, re-watching episodes constantly. Because I just thought it was great. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it is. It is it is great. I mean, a lot of it hasn't aged well, but... Well, yeah, no. The fucking... <laughs> a lot I of am has. a lumberjack. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, no, of course it hasn't fucking aged well. <laughs> There's, there's a, I, I will highly recommend anyone goes back and watches a, all of Monty Python's work, but you need to realize it was made in the 70s, and a lot of it, ha like, not a lot of it, but there are some things that have aged terribly. Um, absolutely terribly. Um, but yeah, what happens in the next episode, dear? There's the, the weird man is back, and he's waving for them to follow the hazmat suit guy, so they cough a lot and follow him. Um, and then he leads them to a weird room that has a door on it, and he's like, wow, that's weird. And the doctor tests it, and it's made of lead, which means radiation, I guess? And he finally takes his mask off, and it's just some bald dude. And he's also German, maybe? But there's radioactivity in the mine, so it, it's fine. Uh, but Joe went straight to the core of the radioactivity, that's why she had a migraine. There's also a ton of mutated people here now. Leader is upset and think that he's only here to experiment on his people, because of course he is. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, why don't we open the box? Meanwhile, Marshall is really running the rockets to go off. And he says, it's war. We have to do this. It's fucking war, right? And then the symbols on the tablets we find are in the temples around here everywhere. So that's interesting. And then there's like, can we read oh. them? And he's like, I don't know. It'll take me a second. The video gets all weirdly skewed for some fuck fucking reason. I don't know why. Yeah, there's one shot in this episode that, like, one camera that they constantly go back to, where the entire thing is not just skewed on like an X or Y axis, but almost like a Z axis as well, as if like them, the physical lens on the end of the camera, mm -hmm. as if like they didn't clip it on properly, so the entire thing is like skewed. It's really weird. So the crew is all running to leave, and the doctor's trying to figure out the tablets. Doctor goes, hey, let's go uh, think about this real quick. And these scrolls might be seasons. 
what does this one mean? This one just looks like radiation. That's strange. Uh, and he's like, okay, let's go to the radiation center. He's like, but you might die down there. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. And Joe sees a weird person in the tunnel and gets weirded out. He was wearing a helmet. That's strange. And then the doctor goes into the radiation cave and he's, he just thinks it's really cool in here. While the radiation suit di- guy like basically dies. <laughs> the doctor just walks around. He's like, oh, this is nice. And the other just like, <coughs> like in the corner dying. <laughs> um, and then he finds this weird whitish looking figure thing with a lemon in its hands. And he, or a lime, I guess. It was green. And he takes it and he picks up the bald dude and also takes him. And then Joe and the leader are captured by Varen and to be executed, kind of. And they're like, are the orbital... <sighs> Marshall is like, are the orbital rockets yet done yet, Mr. German Man? And he's like, no, not yet, Mr. Marshall. And then there's an announcement that comes in to the Marshall saying there's an investigator from Earth coming. That's not good. All his crimes will be revealed. And then he wants to meet the investigator on the planet without a mask, so get this shit done. While the warlord is using Leader and Joe's meat shields to attack Marshall's base. We are learning that they are supposed to change and mutate with the seasons, so this is a normal thing. We currently see that he's in an intermediate form. And... And the doctor wants to absorb the crystal they found, but the only place to be able to do it is Skybase. So they gotta go back. Missiles are headed to the planet in like 40 seconds. But then Warlord is in the area, and Marshall keeps the countdown going anyway. Warlord and them get caught in Skybase, so they hide in a room while trying to fight the Marshall. But then we see Warlord literally blown out into space from a hole in the spaceship. Of the room that they're <gasps> in. And that's where the oh, episode no. ends. Oh no, they're being blown out of the space, dear? Yes! <laughs> so. I'm so tired. Um, I'm so sick of it. Stop me if you've heard this before, dear. I'm stopping you. They're filming in a quarry. <sighs> Katie Manning is running around. She re-injured the ankle she twisted... When she was recording Terror of the Autons. Of course. She, 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 she'll say it herself. She very, is very accident prone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, oh God. So, okay. While, while they, so we mentioned last time about the power cuts and the, um, I'm pretty sure we mentioned the power cuts and the the whole industrial strike that was going on at the time. Uh, if if, you, if I didn't, or if you forgot, uh, at this time there were a lot of um, industrial action going on with, you know, I believe coal miners, um, essentially resulting in uh, power cuts, scheduled power cuts, because Britain did not have enough power going to, to because you know the workers, you know, decided that the conditions weren't good enough. Uh, so they went on strike. Good on them. Um, so it resulted in power cuts constantly, which is why initially when this aired, when the past previous episode aired, I should say, previous few episodes aired, um, they tended to have actual recaps in them 
of what happened in the previous episode because some people would just be unable to watch what happened in the previous episode because their power would have been cut off that night. Um, those were still going on when they were filming this episode. Um, unfortunately, they kind of forgot one time when the power cut was meant to be happening. So they were in uh, Chiselhurst Caves, which were all lit inside, uh, when unfortunately they forgot that there was a blackout meant to happen. Um, so they were caught in the blackout and were forced to navigate the caves in complete pitch black darkness. Um, also, uh, this episode is also a Star Wars reunion of sorts. Um, uh-huh. Garrick Hagen, who played Kai, played Biggs in Star Wars. You know, the guy with the porno mustache? Um, sure. Uh, who's Luke's friend from Tatooine, and uh, the the professor Sondergaard. Guess who he played, dear? Jabba the Hutt. You remember in um, no, you remember in uh, uh, uh Empire Strikes Back. How there's a dude with you Lando know I don't care has, about like, Star Wars, right? Ha- has like. Dear, this is very important. There's a dude with, like, a, a metal band around his head and he's bald and his name is Lobot and he doesn't say anything, but he's, like, Lando's right-hand man. And he's like, you remember that dude, dear? Do you remember him? Because that's Sondergaard. <laughs> Lobot and Biggs back again before, you know, they were in Star Wars. Because this was before Star Wars. Um... Uh, so, so yeah, how interesting is that? What happens in the next episode, dear? They're being blown out into space. Sorry, let's f- finish this cliffhanger. What happens? Uh, I'm sorry. Were we doing something entertaining? I kind of blacked out there for a minute. I see how it is. Um. Uh, I, oh, I'm supposed to be reading. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. So the doctor and them are running away from the bombs, now hitting the planet. Everyone in the room is safe and dragged out, uh, but the marshal now has them. Leader goes, my death doesn't matter, my people will fight. But then there's a fucking firing squad ready to kill him. But the German dude runs in and he's like, the markets are a total freaking failure. And (laughs) there was a firing squad to kill Germans Fucking hold on, my goddamn mom is texting me, and like my notifications are going off constantly. Oh, tell her about the episode. Tell her about the episode. No, I'm not gonna tell her about the goddamn episode. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure she yes! wants to hear about the episode that's about South African apartheid. Oh my god, she would say that that's not a real thing, Gam. Oh. It it was a total failure. The rockets didn't do anything. The atmosphere is now fucked and it's going to turn into a desert so everyone's going to die. We can't even live here. The investigator is going to find out everything that you did and you're going to be fucked. Uh, Joe says that the investigator is going to listen to the doctor stuff. Too bad we see them on the planet uh, having noticed all the contamination and the marshal sends people down to the planet to find the doctor, of course. Uh, The doctor heads back to the base without being captured and into the teleporter. And then goes to where Joe is captured and tries to free her. But then the marshal's like, don't do that. And he's going to force everyone to prove that he's doing good things by taking Joe hostage. Uh, The doctor is going to build a thing to try to help, but they need to put something on the planet. 
and he's really angry about everything, and he's not going to even try to talk to the marshal about what he's doing. Joe is trying to escape and pretends to be in pain, takes a dude's gun and the key, and then the guards radio as well and they call Hyperion which is the investigators like help save us this is all the things they did and they're like okay got you cool and then <laughs> one of the guards that we know and love just dies and then everyone's being shot at and they're trying to best to get the thing for the planet working and Joe and them get captured in the meanwhile so they're taken to the radiation chamber the doctor's machine seems to be working so it's time to test it and then the doctor mentions that the mutations aren't a disease to the dude. And bald guy has made it back to the cave, but collapses, but is saved by mutation people. And that explains what's supposed to happen and that the changing of the planet accelerated everything. And then we see that the doctor's plan seems to work and everything is reversed. But the doctor is threatened with Joe that he needs to make the entire planet ready for humans. And then the investigator is here. Time to go talk to them. And they, the Joe and them were placed in the refueling lock, so it's full of radiation. But they'll be okay, right? Wait, no! <gasps> they're gonna refuel Hyperions at some point. So <gasps> they're gonna die! Oh That's the episode. Everyone's gonna die now. Yes. Good. Dying's not- oh, wow, okay. I was gonna say dying's not good. Um, so, uh, something that I, I kind of picked up on and I- I went digging to try and find out why this was weird. Uh, so Cotton, the other guard who helps... Horrible them, name, by the uh, way. So Cotton and Stubbs. <laughs> Horrible name, unintentionally, though, as we've mentioned before. We'll get to it as I explain I'm them. still going to call it horrible. Um, yes, but let me explain first. Um, so initially, the role of Cotton was meant to be a, a Cockney man... Um, kind of similar to Stubbs in a way. And also, fun fact, the actor who would become the Sixth Doctor initially was considered the role of Cotton. Um, but, you know, they decided not to go with him. Um, so he was meant to be Cockney. But then Christopher Barry, the director, decided to cast the Jamaican actor Rick James in the role. But for some reason, they didn't change the speech patterns or the accent, like, writing... So he has lines written as if he's meant to be saying them in Cockney, but he's just saying them in his normal accent, so it sounds kind of stilted. And also, yes, it leads to an unconsciously uncomfortable fact that they've now had a character, a, 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 a non-white character called Cotton, which... I mean, Again, I wouldn't is even one of those just call things... it uncomfortable. I would just call it racist because that's what it is. Like, yes, but it, it, regardless is, if it is unconscious any... or not, it is racist. Yes, but my thing is, it's not. If this was an American production, it would be absolutely one hundred percent. Like, you should have, like, not just you should have known better. But, like, this should have raised, like, alarm bells behind the scenes. But it's like, this sort of thing went under the radar because it's not something that they were inherently... They wouldn't have inherently thought... Like, what I'm saying is it's not intentional and it's not, like, not intentionally malicious. It's a complete... Just, they fucked up without even realizing it and they didn't realize they fucked up because, you know, it was the 70s. And they well, didn't I mean, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm still have gonna call about it, it out. But the for thing to shit. me is like it, it, 
I'm hesitant to say, like, outright racist purely because of the fact of, like, how it gets into a a discussion about, um, you know, calling something that's unintentionally and uh, non-maliciously, but still, you know, there is unfortunate connotations to it. Non malicious or whatever. It's Di- still I, what does I'm getting at. Thing. It kind of when you say, when you when you outright say it's just racist, it without the context of how it happened and what it actually is, it lumps it in with overtly okay. racist things. What I'm saying That's is my that problem with it. well, my thing is is that racism is a spectrum, right? Like you're gonna have the people like my parents who are just like, no, why do well, I yes, have but to I'm, be? I'm, you know, but you're not worse. saying like if you, but... if someone comes up to you and says this is racist, you're not going okay. Where on the spectrum do you saying it's racist? Like that's well, my thing. I'm just saying like it for me. It either is or it isn't, and then if it is, what level is it? But that doesn't always matter. So it's whatever. I yeah. I basically, basically... saying like regardless if it's an accident, I'm still gonna call it racist. It was a racist accident. <laughs> A racist accident. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh. Regardless, it's it it is incredibly weird and uncomfortable. And yes, regardless of like how what anyone like you can't defend this as like oh well it was just the time and they didn't realize like no they like just because they didn't realize doesn't mean it's not wrong. Um. It's still incredibly wrong, but it's like you know. That's all we're really going to say about it. But uh, it's... (sighs) The bright side of it is that it resulted in them having a a non-white character finally in the show who is actively part of the plot and isn't evil. Yeah. (laughs) And isn't a racial stereotype, which is, you know, for Doctor Who in that time is pretty big. Um... But, but yeah, it's uh, this story is it comes from a place of wanting to talk about like racism, but falling into the trap of it was written in the seventies by white people. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. they fall into certain traps, not as many traps as you know Stephen Moffat and Co do in modern day Doctor Who, like making a joke about a blue alien and someone going, oh, he's blue, and oh, I'm racist against all blue aliens, you think we all look the same, which is yes, they have jokes like that, and it's bad and awful, and I fucking hate it every time they do that sort of shit. Um, It's, yeah, it's complicated. Welcome Mm -hmm. to exploring media created in decades ago, uh, and exploring the the uh, minefield that is the way they dealt with and wrote about racial tensions and race in general. Um, anyway, what happened in the next episode, dear? Uh, Someone's dead, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the investor comes in and goes, hey, you were doing some bad shit, prove you didn't. And he just makes a whole bunch of things. Uh, he lists a whole bunch of things that happen, and so now it's time to talk to the doctor, and he's like, do you agree that the marshal was good? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And I guess. I guess. And then he makes uh, 
a, a, a big sad face, and then Joe and them <laughs> crawl through the fuel tube when it gets inside very sexually. And then the investigators are ready to talk to the German guy while the marshal is happy Joe is going to die because he learns that the thing is refueling. German guy also lies about it really sadly, but then Joe rushes in so they can tell the truth. And then the bald guy comes up to the planet with um, all the, 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 the people, the mutated people, and we see Marshall people. freaking out about wanting to kill everybody. And the investigators want to see the tablets, and he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't got them. But then bald guy comes up and tries to explain, but is cut off at the exact second to make him look bad. And then and the mutations are making their way onto Starship Base and into the investigation room. Starship. And Marshall tries his best to straight kill it, and the investigators just kind of believe him, and are like, here, have all of our- Yeah, yeah, the Marshall's like, see, we have to be fascists. Come on, everyone, be fascist with me. Mm-hmm. And the investigator's just like- Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Um. Okay. And then the Marshall tries his best to just, like, hide a smile, because he gets all of the fucking, like, investigators, like- What's the word I'm thinking of here? Uh, like, fighters, I guess, would be the term? Sol- I guards, maybe? maybe? Guards. The, the white guards? Yeah. Or the, 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 the... the no, the, the white guards. The, the starship place guards? The, the no, the, the, um... So it's fine. Anyway, uh, the marshal is, is now in total power, and the doctor is dealing with the crystal he found in the lab. It's a catalyst and uses radiation. There's radiation in the fuel room. The marshal breaks in, captures everyone except the doctor in the lab, who's told to make the planet Earth. Meanwhile, the leader is given the lime crystal and in the chamber, and he starts to change in things. And then the leader of the investigators going crazy, and the leader of the... (sighs) Okay. Marshall is going crazy, and, like, even Uh bullying, like, Uh the investigator, and the investigator's guards around, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Meanwhile, non-war leader is drawing in all the radiation and has a full transformation into David Bowie. He's also covered in rainbows. Kai is now yes. fucking psychic. He can open doors, do yes. anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Back at the doctor, they're ready to pull the lever to change everything to make it Earth. And it overloads, of course, because he rigged it. And then the marshal's really angry but and is going to kill everyone. But then David Bowie shows up, kills him. And the bald guy is like, I'm going to stay here and help all the other people on the planet that are stuck. Bye. And then the investigator's like... I need you to give me a full report on why you're here, doctor. And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, Hold on. Joe feels sick. We need to go deal with this. They walk out. They say a bunch of really shitty puns and get in the TARDIS and leave. (laughs) It was a clean sweep, dear, in the broom closet. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that doctor? Who was the doctor? Doctor Who, you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 anyway, it's so funny every 
time they do it, dear. What do you think, dear? The mutants. Like a three. Really? I'm got extremely fucking tired of it very quickly, especially you, you liked this less than the sea devils. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I am astounded by that because this episode actually had a lot happening in it. I mean, yeah, but it was just like I don't know, it was just like, "Hey guys, join my fascism." Okay. Like that shit. I don't know. But it but it also had like Stubbs and Cotton going, "Hey, he's just kind of being more fascist. Let's just help the doctor." I I mean, yes, but also, I don't know, it just I didn't enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. I'm just wanting to put you on trial to demand that you justify why you did or did not like a certain thing. Because I was fucking bored. Because I was really, really bored. That's why. I was really really bored. bored, I didn't enjoy watching it. (laughs) I literally halfway through the episode was like, fuck, this is six episodes. I'm so bored. Oh, well, you'll like the next one then, at least. Because the next Mm -hmm. one is six episodes. (laughs) The Time Monster. This is when we get into some shit. We're getting some real shit. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Um, some fancy outfits, that's for certain. Um, and perhaps a another explanation for a certain, uh, lost city. Hmm? Anyway. The Time Monster, the season finale of season nine. We'll see you next episode for it. It's gonna be a hoot. Dear's gonna love it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got anything more you want to say, dear? No, I want to go. I want to leave. Okay. I want to go home. Okay. You are at home, dear. Look around you. Oh. <laughs> I haven't left home in <laughs> half a- over a year. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. Anyway, alrighty. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.